This is the Old Premeds Podcast, session number 134. You're a non-traditional student entering the medical field on your terms. You may have had some hiccups along the way, but now you're ready to change course and go back and serve others as a physician. This podcast is here to help answer your questions and help educate you on your non-traditional journey to becoming a physician. Welcome to the Old Pre-Meds Podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, and I am your host here every week for the Old Pre-Meds Podcast. I have a whole media network of podcasts, if you didn't know, and there's something exciting coming in the future and right now. So right now, all of the podcasts are now available on a new app on Android called Google Podcasts. Now, we talk a lot about Apple Podcasts, which has been a default Apple podcast player on an iOS device, but Android phones now have the ability to download the Google Podcasts app. Now, Google is flexing their muscles and and using their algorithms to provide you with the best recommendations for, for podcasts, but you can go ahead and subscribe to all of the podcasts that we have to offer in Google Podcasts now as well. So I'm super excited about that for Android users out there. Now, some exciting things in the future. I have a couple more podcasts that I'm starting soon, as well as a whole new project that we are starting here at the medical school headquarters. Actually, the new project is not part of the medical school headquarters, but it will affect you, the pre-med student, as well as medical students, residents, and actually physicians. So that's an exciting one that we will announce at a future date. If you didn't know, we take questions directly from the old pre-meds or non-traditional pre-med subform over at medicalschoolhq.net. If you want to have your question answered here on the podcast, go over there, medicalschoolhq.net slash forms, register for an account. It will take uh, a few days, if not maybe a little bit more, to get approved. So if you want to speed that up, just shoot an email after you after you register your account so we know that you're not a spammer and we can approve you. And then you go ahead and start asking questions and start collaborating with your fellow future physicians over there in the non-traditional pre-med form. We need more questions over there. So the more of you who go out and and ask those questions, the better uh, the chance you'll your question will be answered here on the podcast. So today's question is about student debt. And our student says, hello there, I'm 30 years young and accepted to the postback program at Mills. I have a history, an art history undergrad, 3.8 GPA from a competitive liberal arts degree or liberal arts school and received my master's of social work from an Ivy at 3.9 GPA. I was a social worker at a psych ER and fell in love with medicine and decided to change my path in the hope of becoming an OBGYN. I'm accepted at Mills for my post-bac and will start this fall, but I have to take out private loans to fund it. I know this is the best choice for me, but taking out that much in loans, I'm looking at 400,000 total is pretty scary and overwhelming. This decision to pursue my passion is an emotional one, but I need to take stock of all factors. I've crunched the numbers and I think I uh, I can pay everything back in five years if I live like a resident, but I'd love to hear from people and how they paid back or plan to pay off their debt. So this is a very, very common question that comes up from non-traditional students, especially older ones. Now, this student is 30, right? That's not very old. 
But once you start creeping into the 40, 50-year-old um, age rank, and that's still not old, but when you look at the debt and how long you're going to be working, then the decision comes in, is it worth it? Right? That's, that's where students are starting to, to ask themselves, is the effort, the work worth it if I'm going to be working the rest of my life to pay off the loans? And so th- it's, a, it's a very heavy decision. And this student even says it's an emotional decision. Of course it is, right? If, if you have that seed and it's like, oh my Lord, like I need to do this, it's very hard to shut that off. And some students try to shut it off, right? Whether they're in undergrad or in high school or, or even uh, before they're applying to medical school, they try to shut it off and they're like, no, I, I don't want to put in the time. I don't want to put in the effort. I'm not smart enough. Whatever it is, they go and do something else, maybe something else in healthcare, like a PA. They go to the nursing NP route. But that, that little voice in the back of their head is still there. It's still telling them, I need to do this. And so what do they do? They go and do it anyway, right? And so now they're just delayed to end up doing what they were supposed to be doing all along. And now I have a couple thoughts for this student, right? So $400,000 is a lot of money. It's a lot of money. What I'm not sure about here, is it 400000 in total from undergrad, master's of social work, post-bac, and medical school? Is that the assumption of what it's all going to be? Or is the 400000 just the post-bac and medical school, right? At, are the student loans already maxed out, the, the government student loans already maxed out, federal student loans already maxed out, and the 400000 is just going to be private loans on top of that? So when you start adding things like that, it's like, wow, that's a lot of money. So number one, do you have to do a post-bac? That's my first question, right? So... I'm kind of not answering the question. I just want to throw up a, a little, well, wait a minute here. Do you have to do a post-bac, spend $50,000, $60,000, whatever it is, to do a formal post-bac? The student has already proven that he or she is a great student. 3.8 GPA at a competitive liberal arts school, 3.9 GPA at an uh, IV master's of social work program, right? The, the, the student has already proven that they can handle being a student. So yes, sciences are different, right? Doing your medical school prereqs are different and that's going to to affect things. But I wouldn't rush straight into a formal postback. I would just go to the local university and start taking some classes, dip your toes in the water and go, oh, right? I can handle this too. I've already proven I can do it with other types of courses. I can do this too. And then you're looking at substantially less to go ahead and register as a non-degree seeking student or just go register as a degree seeking student and just pretend you're going to finish your degree, but then you drop out after you finish your prereqs, go and take the MCAT, et cetera, et cetera. So that's kind of the the first thing I want to to mention is just to make sure that you're not doing the formal postback because you think you have to. Now, it may be good for you. You may think you need that support and structure, and that's okay to think that and to, to know yourself, right? Being self-aware enough to know that, that's okay. So 
do some soul searching. Make sure that doing the postback is the right use of your time and current money and future money, right? More, more future money with interest. So that's, that's the first thing to think about. It's scary and overwhelming. I've talked about finances a lot on the pre-med years. So I would go and look at the pre-med years. One of my more recent episodes was episode 286. So if you go to medicalschoolhq.net slash 286, I had a, a gentleman on who's married to a physician and he was uh, in the bond and financial world forever. And he's like, oh, wait a minute. Like this whole student loan repayment thing is kind of crazy. Let me Let me figure that out and help students figure that out and help physicians figure that out. So that was a great episode. If you go back into the archives of the pre-med years, right, there's almost 300 episodes at this point. Go check those out. Uh, I've done financial podcasts probably a half dozen times now, maybe, uh, at this point. Another one to look for is White Coat Investor. Uh, Number one, go to the website, White Coat Investor. Buy the book, the White Coat Investor book. Uh, and then listen to the episode that I did with a white coat investor. That's Jim Dolly is the name uh, of the guy that runs that, the physician that runs that. He's an ER physician in Utah. So that's another place to look for some more great information. Is it possible? 100%. 100% possible. I, I'm part of some groups on Facebook, physician finance groups, and I see all the time, hey, I just paid off my last student loan check right? It's been four years, five years since I've been in training. We, we finally paid off all our loans, right? It's possible. It's not easy. It's, it's very easy to be tempted once you start making two hundred, three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars $400,000 a year to go, oh, I want the, the big new house. I want the summer house. I want the, the nice Mercedes. I want the boat. I want the jet skis. I want, I want, I want, I want. And it takes dedication. It takes commitment to try to stay away from those temptations and live like a resident and pay back your loans as fast as possible. Is it possible? Yes. Private loans are the worst kind of loans, the least flexible kind of loans. But if that's what you have to do, then do it. Uh, Again, go back to that question. Do I need to do a postback, a formal postback? Do I need to spend 10 times what maybe I could pay um, being a uh, a non-degree seeking student or whatever at a four-year university or even at a community college, right? You've proven that you can handle the coursework, going to a community college, fitting that in with your schedule, making it happen. Try to find a cheaper route if possible. But if you think that you need to go to a formal postback, go to a formal postback and good luck to you. If you have a question you want answered here on the old pre-meds podcast, go ahead and register for an account at medicalschoolhq.net slash forms. If you are just registering, it may take a couple days to get approved. We're, we're approving new registrations before we didn't approve them, and we got a huge spike in spam, so now we're approving everybody that tries to register. So if you shoot me an email right after you register, it will speed that up. Don't forget to check out everything that we're doing at MedEd Media on Google Podcasts. If you are an Android, subscribe on Google Podcasts and check out their app. Their app is still being worked on every day, so it may not have all the bells and whistles that you want, but check it out anyway. And I'm excited to talk about the new projects and new podcasts we have coming to MedEd Media and to our new uh, project that we are doing. And also, one last pitch 
the pre-med playbook guide to the medical school personal statement is available for pre-order right now in paperback. It's actually available on uh, Kindle right now, and I'm probably on Nook and all the other ebook platforms. Uh, that came out uh, mid-June, and I didn't even realize it. Uh, so that's available. If you pre-order the paperback from Barnes & Noble and go to submitbookreceipt.com and submit your book receipt from Barnes & Noble paperback, then I will give you... Uh, a bunch of goodies valued at $150, a little bit more than $150, including the digital version of the book when it comes out, when the paperback comes out, a, a access to the personal statement course that I did a couple months ago that's being finished up right now with an editor, as well as um, five recordings that I've done with students where I've walked them through, right? It's part of my personal statement starter package where I walk them through how to start brainstorming, what to write about. I'm asking them questions, drawing out their their responses and their personal statement through the conversation, interrogation really, that I'm having with them. So you'll get those five recordings as well. Again, that's all for just pre-ordering the Pre-Med Playbook Guide to the Medical School Personal Statement. As long as you pre-order it, before August 21st when the book comes out. Hope you have a great week. We'll see you next time here on the Old Pre-Meds Podcast.